Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yep, Leonard Birdsong back with you on this sunny day in Orlando. Sunny right now, but we've got a hurricane that says it's coming our way. I hope it won't hit too hard here in central Florida. Being in the middle of Florida where we are, seldom do hurricanes get to us, but there have been some that have gotten here. But anyway, I'm going to shift gears and let's talk about something interesting, something that most of you probably don't know about. I'm sure all of you, though, have seen a portrait of what's called Mona Lisa. It's an Italian woman with this strange smile on her face and pretty eyes. And there's a new book about her. You might know that Mona Lisa was famously unable to conjure up a fully joyous smile for Leonardo da Vinci. That's the artist that painted her portrait. The portrait is in the Louvre Museum in Paris. Yes, I have been to the Louvre and I've actually seen the Mona Lisa. What I remember about the painting is all the people there trying to look at it. I mean, the Louvre is mobbed with people. At any rate, Mona Lisa was a real person. There's a new book that came out called Mona Lisa, The People and the Painting. It's written by two authors, Martin Kemp and Giuseppe Palatini. Let me read about some of it here. These I didn't know many of these facts, and maybe you'll find them interesting. Again, Mona Lisa was famously unable to conjure up a fully joyous smile for Leonardo da Vinci. Perhaps that's because she was married off to a slave trader at the age of 15. This comes from the book Mona Lisa, The People and the Painting. Now, who was Mona Lisa? She was originally a lady by the name of Lisa Gerardini. I'll get that right. I'm not good with Italian. That's the name of the real-life Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa in Italian means Madam Lisa. Now, she was in Florence. She was married off to a businessman by the name of Francesco del Giocondo. She was born in Florence, Italy, in June 1479. At the time, girls were often married off young to older men, and Del Giocondo was a wealthy 30-year-old merchant and widower in 1495 when he married the teenage Mona Lisa. Throughout his life and for generations before, Del Giocondo and his family kept slave girls to serve as maids. Where did these slave girls come from? Generally from North Africa. Since childhood, the authors write, Francesco had lived side by side with female slaves who had converted to Christianity, brought by his father, and after his father's death, it was his responsibility to find new slaves. Sometimes he bought slaves, uh, more slaves than needed. Now, again, you don't think of slave trading in Italy, but yes, there was some. Now, Mona Lisa, Lisa Gerardini, went on to live 
the life of an upper-class woman, although her life was filled with normal hardships at the time, as well as some scandal. She became pregnant for the first time soon after her wedding, eventually giving birth to six children, three sons and three daughters by the year 1505. Her second child, a daughter named Piera, died at two, while another died in infancy. Now, it's unclear how Leonardo da Vinci came into contact with Lisa, but it's known that the artist's father was a lawyer in Italy, and Lisa's husband was one of his clients. In 1503, the master painter, Leonardo da Vinci, started on a portrait of the woman who would be his most famous subject. And you know, Leonardo is my nickname. That's what some of the girlfriends call me. Her husband, say the authors of the book, her husband husband's riches kept Mona in an oppressive wardrobe and plenty of jewelry. Over the next decade, Leonardo da Vinci spent time perfecting his portrait while she went on to lead a colorful life. Now, I can't tell you about everything she did in life, but uh, again, she had a good life. Let's just put it that way. Leonardo da Vinci died in 1519, and his painting of the Mona Lisa remained unfinished and was never exhibited during his lifetime. After falling ill in her 60s, Mona Lisa spent her later years in the convent where her sisters, two of her sisters lived. She died in obscurity. The unfinished masterpiece, Mona Lisa, the painting, would make her an icon or would not make her an icon until several centuries later. By 1550, the portrait somehow wound up in the collection of King Francis of King Francis I of France and was at some point displayed early on in the Louvre Museum. Although Napoleon loved the painting so much, he took it from the museum in 1800 to hang in his bedroom. He returned it to the Louvre in 1804. After many years, poets started writing about the Mona Lisa and her funny-looking smile. Nowadays, perched high in the a room in the Louvre Museum behind bulletproof glass, Mona Lisa is the most valued painting in the world. Her secretive smile lures millions of millions of visitors every year to the Louvre. And uh, 80% of the people only want to see the Mona Lisa. Now, the Louvre is a one big art museum. I've been there. But most people only want to see the Mona Lisa. 80% of the people get there. All right. That's more probably than you might have wanted to know about Mona Lisa. I've always been, how would you say it? I've already always thought that it was quite a painting. Got a chance to see the real thing. So anyway, the book is, if you want to read more about it, I'll just tell you again, the book is written by um, Martin Kemp and Giuseppe Palatini. The book is titled... Mona Lisa, The People and the Paintings, put out by Oxford University Press. Hope you read some of it. 
Now, I've got some news tidbits here. And um, I want to tell you about some of these. May not finish all of them, but I have some of them here. This very first one is called Nudie Cyclist. Here's the story. The wheels are in motion for Philadelphia's next gathering of naked bicyclists. The ninth annual Philly Naked Bike Ride will take place throughout the city on Saturday. This Saturday. Nope, I'm wrong. Yes, it is Saturday. Saturday the 9th of September. Now, a number of cities have naked bicycle rides. I've taught in Spain and both times, I both summers I was there. They had a nude bicycle race through Madrid. <laughs> All right. Organizers uh, have said that about 3,000 riders are expected to pass by sites that include Independence Hall and the Philadelphia Museum of Art, where Sylvester Stallone ran up the steps while training, fully clothed, as Rocky. Last year, some riders wore nothing at all or sported body paint while others wore underwear. The ride is to protest against dependence on fossil fuels, advocate for safety of cyclists, and promote positive body image. This is a report by the Associated Press. If you want to get into the nude bicycle rider marathon, you got two days to get to Philadelphia. Two days. It's Saturday. Get there early. 3,000 naked cyclists are going to be showing up. The dream lives on, says the headline of this next story. A statute of civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. was installed last Monday on the Georgia State Capitol grounds in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, It's a replica of the nation's Liberty Bell told three times. A replica of the nation's Liberty Bell told three times before the eight-foot bronze statute was unveiled on the 54th anniversary of King's I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. King's daughter, the Reverend Bernice King, said her father gave the nation hope in a time of turmoil, and his statue can serve a similar purpose today. King, who's a Baptist minister, was born and raised in Atlanta and was assassinated in 1968. Long time ago, but the dream lives on. Now, here's a story. And before I tell the story, in college, many years ago, I used to sometimes smoke cigarettes because all my friends or many of my friends smoked. I wasn't much of a smoker, and I gave it up fairly early. But I came across this story in the New York Post. Here it goes. Cigarette packs in New York City need a new warning. Smoking is hazardous to your wallet. In the latest crackdown on the unhealthy habit Mayor de Blasio signed a law Monday raising the minimum price of a pack of cigarettes from $10.50 to $13 starting in January. That's the highest in the nation. Some smokers said that was enough to drive them to quit smoking. Now, again, this is years ago that I used to buy some cigarettes. They cost 25 cents a pack in Washington, D.C., where I was living. $13 a pack? My God, that's ridiculous. 
Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I've got some more stories, but right now we're going to take a pause. We'll be back with you. This is Leonard Birdsong Radio. Hope you're enjoying it. There's more to come. Stick with us. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited, nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash Birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the drive. Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Yes, it is Leonard Birdsong back with you and so happy to be here on Talk Zone. I appear here on Thursdays, 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can catch me 24-7 because Talk Zone is the best in Internet radio. You can get me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just go to TalkZone.com. When I left you, I had some more news tidbits to share with you, and I'm going to do that, and then maybe some words of wisdom. Next tidbit, it's an alarming start to spider season in northern England, I learn. Spiders are starting to head back indoors in search of a mate and warmth. One man in the Manchester, England area found one of these spiders in his house. The spider was so big it set off the burglar alarm, and it wasn't alone. The big bug was with a mate that was just as large. It's an alarming start to the spider season in northern England. (laughs) Here's one, and here's one for the ages. The headline, Booze Booster 112 Dies. New Jersey's oldest person, who once claimed beer and whiskey kept her spry, has died 
at 112 years old. She died uh, about a week and a half ago. Agnes Fenton of Inglewood, New Jersey, died on a Thursday morning. I said about a week and a half ago. The record of the 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 her local newspaper reported this, the Hackensack record. She was prescribed alcohol by a doctor for a begin for a benign tumor in nineteen forty three. She took heed drinking Miller High Life and Johnny Walker Blue Label daily blue label scotch johnny walker is scotch johnny walker blue label scotch day daily for decades and she lived to be 112 how about that <laughs> here's one from france it says the headline says french presses galling looks french president emmanuel macron Beauty costs are enough to make his aides blush. During his first three months in office, the 39-year-old leader's personal makeup artist, Natasha M., has billed the Elysee Palace more than $30,000. The youthful-looking Macron, whose wife Bridget is 25 years his senior, needs some thick skin to handle the backlash. The sum covers various services, including press conferences and foreign trips where the person concerned has to travel with him, an Elise official said. Macron aides said his future cosmetic outlays will be significantly reduced. $30,000, and he's only been in office a couple of months. That's a lot of makeup, folks. Here's one from Japan now. Just don't expect a hug, says the headline. Don't, just don't expect a hug. A Japanese tech firm has developed a Buddhist priest robot designed to give blessings at funerals. The plastic automaton, which is named Pepper, can step in when a human priest isn't available, according to SoftBank, the company that designed the machine. It will cost about $450 to rent one when they hit the market. Pepper, an automaton Buddhist priest that will give you, <laughs> give you solace and prayers. I'm looking at this story. The headline says, Winning Really Puts the fun in fungi. A shopping trip to pick up mushrooms led a New York man to buy a lottery ticket that won him $5 million. John Lewis, 56, of Saranac Lake, stopped at a grocery store before work and on a whim bought a $10 ticket called Set for Life Scratch-Off. He bought it from a vending machine. He said, I never put money in those things. He said, I was just out here to buy mushrooms. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I think I'll be very happy with the five million dollars. Yeah, I think so too. I think I'd be very happy with five mil myself. All right, folks. Okay. Now, here's a very strange little tidbit that I've come across. It says military officials are unleashing dozens of robot dogs to help train soldiers to care for real war canines. 
The mannequin pooches, dubbed canine heroes, weigh 50 pounds and cost $20,000 each. They have a pulse and an internal airbag that mimics breathing. The Department of Defense bought 80 of the fake pups. Gosh, what are they doing with our money? (laughs) Mannequin pooches, they call them. All right. Here's the last tidbit I got for the day, news tidbit. The headline reads, Aged Like Really Fine Wine. A batch of 6,000-year-old wine was discovered in a jar inside a cave in Sicily last week. Now, winemaking was previously thought to have started in the area during the Middle Browns Age just over 3,000 years ago, according to archaeologists. However, this wine was 6,000 years old. Headline, Aged Like a Really Fine Wine. 6,000 years old. It is aged, all right. All right, okay. Well, those are the news tidbits for the day. I had some words of wisdom, but I don't know. I'm running out of time here. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go right to the riddles. I know some of you out there are good at riddles and you like to hear them, so let's jump right into it. I've got at least three of them. And I want you to think about them and see if you can solve these. They're easy. All right. The first one. How does a bear stop a DVD player? How does a bear stop a DVD player, folks? Well, the way a bear stops a DVD player, it presses the pause button. And that's P-A-W. S, P-A-W-S, the pause button. You like that? Okay. Told you it was easy. They push the pause button. Now, here's what I like. Do you know why milking stools only have three legs? Do you know why milking stools only have three legs? Think about it now. Milking stools have only three legs because the cow has the udder. Get it? (laughs) The cow has the udder. Milking stools have only three legs because the cow has the udder. All right, now here's a real easy one. Why did the boy sit on a clock? Why did the boy sit on a clock? Well, it's because he wanted to be on time. (laughs) The boy sat on a clock because he wanted to be on time. How about that, folks? All right, my last riddle for the day. This is an easy one, too you got to think about it, and I'm going to let you think about it. Question. What is the worst kind of bed to sleep in, folks? What is the worst kind of bed to sleep in? Put your thinking caps on. You can come up with the right answer to this. What kind, What is the worst kind of bed to sleep in? You got it? 
Well, let me tell you, the worst kind of bed to sleep in, folks, is called a river bed. Don't sleep in a riverbed, folks. <laughs> All right, this is Leonard Birdsong having a little fun with you on Talk Zone. You can go to my website, leonardbirdsong.com, and find out more about me. And you can buy my books, my dumb criminal law stories, my weird criminal law stories. You can read my some of my blog stories for free, the kind that I eventually read on the air here. You can read them for free at www.birdsongslaw, all word, all one word, birdsongslaw.com. You can email me if you have comments about the show, lbirdsong22 at gmail.com. It's been great being here with you folks. Now I'm going to go out and see if I can find some more water and batteries. The city had been sold out. We've got a hurricane barreling down on us. It's called Hurricane Irma. We will live through it, though. I've lived through six hurricanes. I can live through this one, but I hate to see them coming. They're real destructive. You be good out there, okay? This is Leonard Birdsong signing off. Talk to you soon. 